to a Hope 103.2 podcast. For a few weeks now, we've been looking at the wisdom contained in the wonderful little New Testament book of James, a letter written by James, the brother of Jesus, to Christians in the middle of the first century. We're nearing the end of the letter, and James introduces the hot topic of healing in church. We're up to chapter 5, verse 14. Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. I know some preachers who read this passage as a discussion not of sickness and healing, but of spiritual weakness and spiritual restoration. For reasons that can be explored in any good commentary on the letter of James, let me say this interpretation hasn't convinced biblical scholars. The fact remains that while the sick well language of this passage can conceivably mean weak and restored, this is certainly not the natural sense of the words. It's far more natural to read the passage as part of the well-established New Testament and early church practice of healing the sick. James isn't referring to a special gift of healing or an office of the healer. He's simply talking about a ministry of prayer exercised by the elders, the leading members of the Christian community. The fact that the sick person has to call for a visit from the elders there in verse 14 suggests that James is actually thinking of a very serious illness. Prayer for daily aches and pains is probably not what the brother of Jesus had in mind. The elders come, says James, pray for the person, anoint him or her with oil, and this, according to James, will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. This is the language of full recovery. James then adds in verse 15 that the process of praying for the sick person will, if he or she has sinned, result in their forgiveness as well as their healing. Now, the Bible teaches that illness can, on occasion, let me repeat, on occasion, be related to disobedience. You can look up 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 29 forward to see that. James echoes this perspective, but not in absolute terms. The if of verse 15, if he has sinned, is really important to observe. James is saying that if the illness in question is the result of the sufferer's sin, the request for healing and subsequent prayer will function also as an act of repentance and so will bring the sufferer forgiveness. With this in mind, James then advises the whole church to get busy confessing their sins to each other and praying for each other's healing. Most of the sins mentioned in the letter of James are community sins. So it kind of makes sense that there should be a community confession and prayer for healing and forgiveness. James closes by reminding us of a story from Elijah's life in 1 Kings chapter 17 and 18. 
Elijah was just like us, James says, and God did marvellous things in answer to his prayers. Ordinary people, devoted to the extraordinary God, can witness wonderful things when they pray. Now, James must have known that not all of the prayers of the righteous are answered in the way they hope for. But he makes his point in absolute terms because he wants to inspire us to action and confidence in prayer. But this side of God's kingdom, many illnesses will not be healed. Both experience and scripture make this perfectly clear. Even the great apostle Paul lived with an ongoing ailment which he called his thorn in the flesh. He prayed three times that the Lord would take it away, but the Lord replied in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. God in his wisdom sometimes chooses to reveal his power through our frailties. I'm sure many listeners will know this firsthand. This is not to take away from James's firm teaching about healing. It's just that both truths have to be held in balance. It's actually similar to what I said a few nights ago about justice. We know that oppression will finally be overthrown only in God's coming kingdom. But we still work hard right now to bring mercy to the oppressed. In the same way, we know that it is only in God's new creation that pain will be no more. But we still look to the Lord here and now as the healer of our souls and bodies. As I said, it's about keeping both truths in balance. Lee Hatcher is a television newsreader with over 30 years experience in journalism, and he's a good buddy as well. He's known the highs of success in a stimulating and challenging career. But Lee also knows intimately the lows of shattered health, the turmoil of a life turned upside down, and the humiliation of no longer being able to function effectively in any sphere of his life. In 1998, he was struck down with chronic fatigue syndrome, and he spent over two years in what he describes as his wilderness, unable to work, in and out of bed, and clueless as to how to explain such a radical change even to close friends and colleagues. He says, We were constantly surrounded by faithful, persistent prayer for healing. And it came, eventually, two and a quarter years later. It all demonstrated two significant challenges that we all face today, especially in our instant age. First, Lee says, to be confident enough in God's promises to seek his healing. We have every good reason to be confident. The entire biblical narrative is peppered with God working in this way. I've learned powerfully that modern medical science, amazing as it is, doesn't always have an answer or a solution. Second, Lee goes on, we also need to understand God's perfect timing. My healing wasn't according to my timing. If it was, I would have been over it in a few days and back on the bandwagon. Had my illness not gone on and on, I would have missed all the large lessons of trust and dependence and God's mercy, love, sufficiency, and especially his timing. While Lee Hatcher eventually recovered to something like full health, he is confident that even if he hadn't, the lessons of faith that he learned 
would have remained with him. He says he now has much more realistic dependence, not on myself, but on the God who sustains me every day. Lee describes it as a gift of pure grace, that even in the darkest times of his illness, he somehow knew that things were okay, even if they weren't okay. Let's pray. My Creator and my Redeemer, thank you for life and breath. Forgive me for all my sins and teach me to depend on you as my healer and sustainer. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. Hope 103.2. Thanks for listening.